The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Your host is Ellen Etoff the soulful sex coach our program will take you beyond the sex you've been experiencing and open up a whole new world of intimacy you've got a lot to learn today so let's get started here is ellen etoff are you ready for an ecstatic love life i am now today we're going to explore what i think the masters of sex didn't study but should have You may have seen or heard about the Showtime period piece series called Masters of Sex. It's about the famous sex researcher couple of the 50s, Masters and Johnson. Now, they did groundbreaking research in their time, but it was predominantly about the physical sexual response. And that's really just one aspect of a fulfilling sex life, albeit the aspect many first think of when they think of sex. Today, we're going to explore a much wider range of sexual experience with my guest, Dr. Gina Ogden. But before we get into the depth of the show, I just want to mention briefly something relative to the show last week, where I spoke about um, overcoming obstacles to, uh, to intimacy and better sex. And one thing I described was breaking up patterns of resistance. And it's been pointed out to me that I should have mentioned... Um, my music infused with auditory pheromones because this music is um, infused with these resonant frequencies that do many things, and one of those is that they help break up patterns. And, you know, we all develop patterns. Just to get through our day, we have to have um, patterns or habits of behavior or we wouldn't be able to brush our teeth hardly without a lot of attention given to it. But we also have, you know behavior um, habits and patterns in the way we respond emotionally within ourselves and with our partners and and the way that even the sequence of muscles that we contract when we move toward orgasm, those can be patterns. And so when we break up patterns, we can break up some of the cultural resistance that we have to experiencing pleasure and um, being spontaneous, and we can break up some of the patterns of response that they have to open a whole new range of possibilities. So I just wanted to mention that. So if you're interested in exploring that, um, there's a lot of other benefits of this music as well, like um, easier and faster arousal, especially for women, especially in menopausal women, um, easier orgasms for women, often multiple orgasms. Um, It infuses, it supports deeper intimacy and often a sense of spiritual connection with partners and um, heightened arousal rates, sense of spiritual connection, all kinds of goodies. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Okay, so now back to the topic for today's show. And the question is that I sent out in an email to my subscribers is, is present-day sex research shortchanging most of us 
by asking the wrong questions. And my guest today is Dr. Jean Ogden, and she says yes. Uh, she's a, really a sex therapy pioneer who asserts that there's much more to great sex than just physical performance. Now, we know that. If you're listening to this show, you've probably gotten the point about that, that there's so many dimensions of our sexuality. Um, but Dr. Gina Ogden has done a lot of her own research on this, and she says that when we help clients create sexual flow, we're looking beyond intercourse, beyond gender, and beyond age, which, and we're opening up a heart-to-heart connection as well as arousal and orgasm. And we're encouraged, she's encouraging movement, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual movement. And she's suggesting that um, men and women ask new questions and create new rituals for desire and um, find ways to bring both safety and excitement into their lives. And she's really out to, to train not only the public with her series of wonderful books, but also sex therapists so that when I say things like you need, you know, you might want to seek professional help. That you can ask the right questions of a therapist to find somebody who can really help you. So, in today's program, my guest, Dr. Gina Ogden, invites us into her, her ISIS wheel, and that's a, the I S I S wheel of sexual experience, which offers a template and a practice for creating integration and flow at any age straight or gay, with or without a partner. So, welcome, Gina. Well, thank you, Ellen. <clears throat> what a great introduction. Well, it's so great to have you on the show. And, um, and I do want to speak a little bit about you personally before um, we get into this. So, that was sort of the topic of the show. But I really believe that Gina may be considered a national treasure in the world of sex therapy. And... She's a master therapist, a supervisor, researcher, teacher, and author of with four decades of helping clients and training health professionals. And her ISIS Wheel of Sexual Experience, which we'll get into, is an innovative template that opens access to the full range of sexual issues, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Of course, those are issues that I always talk about. Her retreats and trainings uh, in the U.S. and Mexico combine nuanced thinking and relational magic. I love that, relational magic. And she's an ASECT certified sex therapy diplomat and supervisor and founder of the ISIS Network, an international collaboration of practitioners whose mission is to expand the practice of sex therapy. Her latest books are Expanding the Practice of Sex Therapy, The Return of Desire, The Heart and Soul of Sex, and Women Who Love Sex. We are all women who love sex. And she's also the recipient of the 2013 ASECT Award for Professional Excellence. And we'll give you information later on about how you can get in contact with her and learn more about her work. But I would like to start, Gina, by asking you what you mean by sexual flow. Yeah, well, sexual flow, I, I want to go back to your what you're talking about, auditory. What did you call it? Auditory, auditory, auditory pheromones. That's a term we're using. Auditory pheromones and breaking up those patterns. Yeah. Because that's part of what sexual flow is all about. Is, is going through or around or beyond the obstructions that are set in place probably by the time we're about three weeks old when our parents have jerked our 
hands away from our little vulvas or our little penises or away from our mouths because we want to suck our thumbs. And we begin to learn at a body, uh, in, in, in a cellular level and a body level, that what we love to do is somehow bad or wrong or not okay. So we build up over the years without going on and on about it, a whole like an obstacle course that is both internal and external. You see some women and men walking around as if they're in a suit of armor. And how do we begin to break that up? Um, you, you have a wonderful product uh, that sends auditory pheromones. In fact, you and I may be sending auditory pheromones to your listeners right now. Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> Enjoy them, everybody. Yes. Because so, just talking about sex sometimes enables that kind of flow. So what I'm specifically talking about is the flow between our bodies, between what we, how we inhabit the world physically and inhabit the sexual world physically, how we flow into our hearts, what we take in about love and intimacy and just feelings, how we flow into the mental part of our lives and our sex lives. In other words, how we incorporate the messages that were given to us as little people and as big people. Good girls don't. Real men score. <laughs> sex is dirty. <laughs> yeah, get to third base. Get to make we, a home run. Are, yeah, are, we, are we operating on those um on those images and messages, or are we operating on the messages that say, oh, this feels so good, I want more, this makes me smile. So body, heart, mind, and spirit, how do we put this together? What does this all mean Well, that's in the our question. Lives? How do we put it all together? a lot more than just religion or religious messages, although religion is really important for many, many people. And for many people, religion and spirituality are one and the same. But for many of us, spirituality is about direct connection with the universe, with ecstasy, with ecstatica. This is, this is <laughs> what you're all about, Ellen, on your program. So body, mind, heart, and spirit, and when it all comes together in the center, that's what I call the place of, oh God, because what is it we cry out in bedrooms across the land when things are wonderful? It's, oh God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Divinity is there. And by the same token, when sex intimacy go wrong, go bad, when there's abuse, when there's hurt. It's the opposite. It's, oh, God, it's, it's total despair. Yes. So sexual flow is when it all comes together, when you don't have to think about it, 
and you can let go into what feels really good to you and if you have a partner to you and your partner. Wow, that's great. So I know that you did this research with like 3,800, more than 3,800 respondents, and you have all these stories and you write beautifully, beautiful stories in your books, of, you know, using this, um, these people's individual experiences. And so the, um, I guess ISIS, I just noticed my note here, it's really about integrating sexuality and spirituality, which is, of course, what I've been so, you know, moved to do over these years. And I wonder what, what exactly, um, how do you tell, how do you suggest people move into this wheel that the body, mind, heart, and spirit you're speaking of? It's an organizing how principle, do I, but how I do you... I didn't quite hear what you said. How do I suggest they do what? How do they move in? Well, you talk about the ISIS wheel of sexual yeah. experience, including it's, these components, body, all, mind, heart, it, and spirit. So how does one move into this integrated place if they're not currently experiencing that? How do we begin? What are, what right. are the steps someone can take to begin? I know you can't do it in an hour, but what are some steps people can take to start to move into that more integrated place that includes all of that? What I, what I will do when somebody comes to one of my groups is, and the way that I teach my supervisees to work with individual clients is we walk around the wheel, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Literally, it's on the floor. We are moving with our bodies. And I will ask, where does your story begin? And the story may be a story of, oh, I'm not feeling any desire. Or the story may be a story, if you're a man, of, oh, I can't. I can't maintain an erection any longer. Or the story may be a story of, I want more love and communication with my partner. Whatever the story is, where does it begin? And that's where you step in. And I invite you to tell your story. Let's say your story begins in the physical quadrant. And you say, well, I just don't feel desire anymore. (laughs) And I ask you to say what that's like in your body and usually there's a feeling attached to it so I invite you to move to the emotional quadrant and tell your story from there and once you begin to enlarge your story and tell your story from the point of view of physical, of emotional, of mental, and of spiritual, the story begins to get much bigger than the old rote story of, well, my stepfather messed around with me when I was 8 years old, and now that I'm 38 or 48 or 58, I'm a woman who doesn't come to orgasm. That's the kind of, of story that we need to interrupt. As you said, at the beginning of the program, Ellen, it's breaking up patterns. And there are many ways of breaking up patterns. You can do auditory pheromones, or you can, and at the same time, you can tell your story from various quadrants of the ISIS wheel to get a larger picture. So this is great, and I just wanted to kind of... 
explain to people who might be wondering now, this ISIS wheel, it's like a medicine wheel that is divided into four quadrants, like a pie divided into four, and one is body, one's mind, heart, and the last is spirit, just so they can kind of visualize that. So say look, you're taking a person who was, you know, whose story was that they were molested at the, you know, when they were a child. So that's the story that's kind of, it might be mental, is what you're saying, and then you say, let's move it. So like, what do you, where do you feel that in your body? And then when they start, do you have them sort of physically moving? Don't you have them physically moving when they find it in their body, so to speak? And then, Yeah. When, when a child or an adult is hurt, raped, molested, um, rejected, whatever it is, it's, it, it's a full person proposition. It isn't just physical, it isn't just emotional, it isn't just mental or just spiritual. In fact, the brain research that is coming out now that we can literally get inside people's brains and image them is showing how interactive the brain is so that um, what we need to do is to is to visit every part of that wheel and sometimes go back and forth and revisit and have conversations between the part that's physical and the part that's mental or emotional. And sometimes if you're standing in the emotional part, you may suddenly be three years old with whatever it is happening to you. I had one woman stand there saying, I'm so small. And my brothers are so big and so mean. And so we, we stay there for a while. And then we grow her up to age 41, which is what she is, and, beg- and re-begin the conversation that she's having with her husband, who she feels she can't connect with. But, but it's a, fact, this is a great model. I love this this model. Yeah, that you're describing these mean brothers. Yeah. So, thank you for that story. And it's a, it's a wonderful model for people to kind of see that there is more to their story. There are more dimensions to it, and they can move through to start breaking up these patterns by entering each of these quadrants, quadrants, so to speak. So, it's time for us to take a short break, and we'll be back in a few moments to continue this conversation about sexual flow. This is Ellen Etoff, and my guest is Dr. Gina Ogden. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. 
Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Health is in your hands. What you do and what you don't do sets the course for the path of your life. Listen for wise chats, simple talk, profound wisdom with Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. Through this series, we'll explore energetic approaches to health and healing that provide practical and personal solutions. Our guests will share ideas and insights that will help us all adopt new behaviors and create lasting internal shifts. Wise Chats can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff on Ecstatica with my guest, Dr. Gina Ogden, discussing sexual flow. And I also just want to mention that um, two things. One is I have a freebie for you if you're interested. And all you have to do is go to beyondorgasm.com and you can get my free um, audio and ebook with 21 tips and techniques you can use tonight to really, that really address these many aspects, physical, emotional, spiritual, um, aspects of sexuality and it's kind of a first step for a lot of people and also um, within a couple days we'll have the transcript of this show on my website which is ecstatica well you should go to ecstatica.com slash show that's e-x as in exciting t as in tom a t-i-c-a dot com forward slash s-h-o-w that way if you miss any details. Uh, You can read the transcription. And uh, on the break, Gina was just saying that she is going to send me a a diagram of her ISIS wheel. And we'll post that on her show page within my website. And that way you can can have a visual image to go with all these wonderful things she's describing. Okay, so um, let's get back to that statement you first made with the New York Times, which is sex research and therapy have shortchanged women and men by asking the wrong questions. So what questions should we be asking? <laughs> well, first, the questions that have been asked in some sex, 700 sex surveys that were done in the 20th century are all based on this one. How many times... Have you had intercourse in the last week, month? Yeah, or pretty year? limited, right? And that yeah. just leaves out a lot of the population. Including so, past what, presidents, as I recall. <laughs> yes, yes. So what I decided to do um, in the mid-90s when my book 
Women Who Love Sex came out, and a lot of people were raising their hands and saying, these women are talking about spirituality as well as sexuality. And I thought, okay, I'll start, I'll start researching that, and found that nobody had ever done a survey on sexuality and spirituality. It took wow. me two years to figure out how to do a survey that didn't freak people out. <laughs> because to put these two concepts together in some kind of uh, rational, scientific, linear way was over the top. Because it's not event, scientific linear. That's the problem. That's right. Um, so what I did was I created a, a sex survey that asked basically the questions, how does sex feel to you emotional, and what does it mean in your life, which, by which I was interpreting as spiritual, and what the kind of answers that came back. The survey went national. It got thousands of responses, and this was just before everything went digital, so my office and home were filled with shopping bags full of these surveys that people had mailed in, but it meant that I got stories, amazing stories from people, Um, basically who said, sex is physical, it's also emotional, it also has to do with the messages we get and the stories that we tell ourselves, and yes, it's filled with meaning and it's filled with connection. And this is when I plunged into um, academia for three years. I went to the Radcliffe Institute as a visiting scholar, and I went to the Wellesley Centers for Research on Women. I went to Harvard Divinity School, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with all these responses because I wanted to have a way that was sensible and reasonable and, and real to be able to teach it. And at the same time, I was plunging myself into the study of of shamanism. And it all came together for me when I realized that the template for what all of these 1,000 to 3,810 American women, men, and transgender people were saying about their sexual response fit into this template of a medicine wheel, which was body, mind, heart, and spirit. And so we have this wheel based on these ancient templates that are in every culture you can imagine, which is a template for spiritual awareness and growth. And we can overlay on it a template which I call the ISIS wheel for integrating sexuality and spirituality. That is a template for sexual awareness and growth. And as I've been teaching this over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, the the, um, process has grown in this 
totally amazing way that I could never have imagined because people who are using the wheel are teaching me how how it should happen. So it's it's one of these phenomena that I I don't own. I don't say this is my work because it really is it has talk about sexual flow. This is something that has flowed through me from thousands of of people originally who are answering questions and now other hundreds, maybe thousands, who have worked the wheel, who are starting to teach it themselves. And if you go to the isisnetwork.org, you'll find that there are now practitioners all over the country and also in Sweden who who are beginning to teach this process. And it is different for everybody. I can't say you start with A and go to B and you go to C and then you have an orgasm and then you have ecstasy <laughs> after that. It does not work that way. It may start with ecstasy. Oh, well. Um, and, uh, <laughs> or it may start with tears. Yes. I, I say, as my shamanic teacher does, tears are prayer. You know, tears mm. are part of the flow. Laughter is part of the flow. Feeling is part of the flow. Skin hunger is part of the flow. And we yes, can Life learn. is flow. And we often, you know, it's, it's such a great term because life is flow. And yet we often have these very sort of rigid ideas about how we want things to go, like how we want our a sexual experience to go, how we want our life to go, how we want our partner to be, where we want to live. And we often have very rigid notions of that when, in fact, life itself is flow. So it's so great that you found the language and the, and the sort of structure to bring sexuality into a recognition of that flow state. I, I love the example that you said because in ISIS terms, if you, again, if you think about the wheel, body, mind, heart, and spirit, with people, and there are many of us who have a rigid idea of how our wedding night is supposed to be or how we're supposed to be when we're 40, 50, 60, whatever. Um, we, I would call that being stuck in the mental. And I would invite you to tell that story from the mental. Our wedding night is supposed to be blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, now tell the story from the physical. Well, what happened is we got drunk and fell asleep. Right. (laughs) Now, Now move over to the emotional. How was that for you? It was awful. It was devastating. We had a huge fight, blah, blah, blah. And then we go back, we may go back and forth into the mental of how it was supposed to be and what really happened. And then we go into the spiritual. What what does that mean in your life? Well, we never, we've been married for 25 years and we've never been able to have sex uh, so that it really feels good because we've never been, we were so stuck in that wedding night non-experience and we were so ashamed and now we go into the the emotional we were stuck in our shame and then we go back to being little kids 
this is what this is how it's supposed to be on your wedding night, whatever mm-hmm. the story is. Then we go into the mental. So we're running around and around the wheel. I had one woman say, "Oh my God, no wonder I'm too tired for sex," because she was <laughs> going round and round the wheel. <laughs> but once you get it, you get how the story works, and there's just enormous relief. And then you can listen to your audio pheromones, and it feels great because you can take it all the way in. Right. So it sounds like you can actually take this this medicine wheel, organizing principle of the ISIS wheel, and maybe kind of work through that with a partner. Like if you don't have issues that are big enough to take to a therapist yet or you don't think you do. Um, is this the kind of thing that you see partners working with on their own? Absolutely. I work on it with my partner. Um, when, when we're in a, some kind of gnarly place, and I realize one of us is coming from a mental place and one of us is coming from an emotional place. Oh, and then we can invite each other over. You want to come visit me in the emotional no, I'd rather you come over to the mental. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's a really great way to, to think about it because we don't usually consciously discern between those aspects of our experience. And it's really, That's I all think, it a really is. great it's component of spiritual awareness. growth or personal growth to do that. Yeah, and it is not rocket science. And there's no one right way to do it. So you don't have to go to a therapist. You can do it yourself. Or you can come to one of my workshops. Yeah. Or, yeah. or somebody so, else's workshop who's doing this. So and, gonna, and by the way, when you mentioned the, your website, just because somebody may be checking there now, you said the ISIS Network, but isn't it www.isisnetwork.org? That's the, true. Yeah. Okay. The, I just want to make sure the word the, if you're listening, the word the is not in that website right. domain name. Okay. And my website is GinaOgden.com. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So what if somebody does want to go to a therapist, um, what should they ask to find out if this is a person who has the capacity to hold this larger uh, perspective? Well, they, first of all, could uh, either get in touch with me or go to IsisNetwork.org and find one of the... Um, one of the practitioners or one of the ISIS colleagues who is on there, who is familiar with this. Or they could read one of my books. It is all there. Yeah, the first one that you really, well, the, which is the first one they should ask the therapist if they've uh, seen The Return of Desire or The Heart and Soul of Sex? One of the, Well, expanding the practice of sex therapy is the newest one. It's out this year, and it's written to therapists. I wrote it for my colleagues. I said, this is how to do this, and really introduces the therapist in, into this notion. And a lot of therapists are just using the book, and they get it, because it's easy peasy. <laughs> That's it's, what we want. You know, it's so not if you're a listening, big deal. Yeah, so if you're listening and you are looking for a therapist and you can't get Dr. Gina Ogden, um, get into her schedule, you 
can ask your potential prospective therapist if they're familiar with her work and if they've read her books, especially Expanding the Practice of Sex Therapy, the one that's really focused on therapists. So um, that's good to know. So what are... What's the next thing that people should know? Let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you think that – I've got? I've done my own research, but I would like to hear what you've learned about what women and men want because I happen to know that men who are – who kind of get a bad rap, I think, of just wanting, you know, sex as opposed to the – and women get the credit for wanting the emotional side of the um, equation. I think it's not – so cut and dried, and I think it does change as people um, mature. But what did your research show that people want? What I found, certainly in in my survey, and most of the respondents were women, but it was a big survey, so there were 684 men. The men were wanting the same things the women were wanting. So I, for a while, when I was teaching from the survey, before I had a lot of ISIS uh, experience to teach, I was reading women's and men's responses and asking audiences to say, is this, is this from a woman or from a man? And they couldn't tell. Ah. That people are wanting heart-to-heart connection. They are wanting to feel good in their bodies. They are wanting to be on the same wavelength mentally or have some kind of intellectual stimulation, and they're wanting to laugh and, and play uh, mentally as well as physically and emotionally. And, and they are certainly wanting to have meaningful sex. And let me explain that. Because meaningful sex could be a one-night stand if what you're wanting is freedom and a feeling of agency and that you can go out and have sex and have safe sex. That can be extraordinarily meaningful. I'm not saying everybody has to be in a 20-year heterosexual marriage in order to have spiritual sex at all. It's it's how you define it. Beautiful. So, so again, when when you ask what is slow, I would I would put the question back to every single person who's listening. What is slow for you? What does it feel like when your body just feels like moving and dancing? Whether or not you are physically able to move and, and dance. What does it feel like when your heart just feels as if it's spilling over? with gratitude, which may be love, it just, or it may be a sense of connection. What does it feel like when your mind is popping with illumination and ideas? This is what flow is, and each person would describe it differently. It's, it's like describing the proverbial elephant. <laughs> and that's what the ISIS wheel is about. It's not about the therapist diagnosing you or telling you, do this, do that. It's about your stepping in to this space where you're willing. You have to, there needs to be a yes response. Yes, you're willing to tell your story from these various quadrants. 
Okay, You're well willing put. to step in. Thank you so much. Um, you got it there. So we're going to take our last break. This is Ellen Etoff with my guest, Dr. Gina Ogden, on Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. And when we come back, um, if you have any questions for Dr. Gina Ogden, uh, you can call into the live show, and you'll hear the number in a moment. So um, we'll be right back. Stick around. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure. And free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. So um, my guest here today is, well, I'm Ellen Etoff, and my guest is Dr. Gina Ogden, 
pioneer in sex therapy and sex research and the author of many books, including The Return of Desire and The Heart and Soul of Sex and one for therapists, which is called Expanding the Practice of Sex Therapy. And on the break, Gina suggested that maybe we could do a little exercise that would help us get the a real visceral experience of, of flow. So I thought that would be a great idea. So Gina, why don't you talk us through something here? Sure. Um, this will be this will be quick, and we will assume that you have done some beautiful deep breathing first. Well, let's take a breath or two, everybody, just so they know that. Yeah, because I can't assume that because most of us forget to breathe. Yeah. So ah, that's good, also good, just to kind of let a sigh in. out, that? And let it ah, all the way out. Okay. Now I'm ready. And on your next breath in, I want you to imagine something. So now we're, we're exciting this mental part of you. I want you to imagine an object, some kind of object that represents a part of your sexual story that you want to keep and expand and grow. Some people might imagine a rose that is opening up or imagine a mirror that they want to look in that makes them look wonderful. You can imagine anything you want. So imagine an object that represents a part of your sexual story that you want to expand and grow and keep And imagine that you can put that into your left hand. Even if it's as big as an elephant, this is your imagination. You can do whatever you want. So you've got this wonderful object in your left hand representing what you want. In your right hand, imagine an object that represents a part of your sexual story that you want to let go of or move on from or release. And it might be uh, some people have had a black rock that represents the abuse that they experienced in a cabin in the woods with their evil parent. Or you might have, uh, maybe it's a broken mirror that represents a part of yourself that you really would like to just never see again. But these parts of us always do exist. So in your right hand, you're holding an object that represents what you don't want, that part of your sexual story that you want to move on from. So... You're holding in your hands these two parts of your sexual story. And what I would like you to do, again, breathing, is begin to move your body or even imagine that you're moving your body as the part of your sexual story that's in your left hand, that part that is open, is flowing, is ecstatic, is the opening flower, is 
delicious, delightful move as that part of your sexual story that feels so good. We could do this for quite a while, but I'm shortening it because we're short of time. Okay. So notice what that feels like. And now I want you to bring your attention to your right hand, to that part of your sexual story that is yucky, awful, that you never want to have anything to do with again. And move as that object. As if you're, as if you could be that object or move as that object, you might find yourself closing down, whatever it is. Just notice how you move, what you have to do to get from ecstasy to despair, what you need to do, what happens to your breathing, to your eyes, to your face, your body, to your thinking, to your emotions. And again, we're cutting this short because what I want you to do now is to move back into that place of happiness, movement, warmth, connection, feeling, and sensual joy. Mm -hmm. And notice what it is you do to move from despair and closed off and those interrupted places that Ellen was talking about at the beginning of the show into total movement and ecstatic happiness and openness and large vision and wanting to take on the world and power and nurturing Just notice what you do in your body. And what this exercise is about, again, it's not rocket science, but it's about being really concrete about what turns you on, what turns you off, and how you move yourself back and forth. Because we always, we all can find ourselves at the bottom of a hole sometime. But we need to know how to get out to that place of, of flow by ourselves, with our own images, without having somebody else have to do it for us. So that's a very basic exercise that I use when I teach people about the ISIS wheel, and we will do this body, mind, heart, and spirit, um, I ask everybody who works with me to bring in an object or two objects, sometimes more objects. We work with the objects that hold the energy of our stories. And this is one of the ways that I don't move you into flow but I hold the space and create the, uh, the map, if you will, for you to begin to find your own way to flow and to not flow and back to flow again. So you that's- know, yeah, this is great. And 
First of all, I had a lovely experience, so thank you for that. I hope everyone listening has as well. Are you and, going to tell us your experience, Ellen? <laughs> well, you know, it's. Well, I was glad you suggested the rose because that was much more fitting than what I first came up with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the negative, it was. Um, it kind of kept changing till it kind of landed. And it came up to be sort of like a little ball of, like a string ball, so it was all wound up tight. And then there was also that sense of protection, not wanting to be seen. But what I loved about the exercise is that unlike a lot of exercises in group programs where you're kind of focusing on just the positive, this is acknowledging the contracted or the old um, symbol, the symbol of the of the old self or the old um sexuality that we want to shift and by moving into that negative you're you're acknowledging the whole spectrum and oh when you go back there and find your way back to the the rose or whatever the positive symbol is it's actually creating a pathway of experience not just trying to because if you just experience the positive then when you find yourself in that hole you don't necessarily know how to get there but in this exercise by Leading us into the negative and then back through flow into the positive, we, we create our own map, our own pathway. Well, thank you for that. I, I often call this making new deer tracks in your brain. Yes. Literally. Yeah. It does. Brain synapse, when you, even when you're doing this in imagination, you're actually creating new brain synapses that, that you can go back to, like the path in the woods, deer tracks, as you said. That's right. And when we do it, really, then these objects become your teachers in, in just incredibly um, both loud and subtle ways. And, and you take them home with you and you learn from them and you build relationships with them. Um, it's, it, you had mentioned earlier relational magic. There is a magic that occurs with us, and it is built on ancient shamanic practices, which I teach in my workshops, and also I teach practitioners um, some of these techniques. Well, while you've mentioned, since you've mentioned your workshops, um, I want to ask you another question before we do to make sure we have time to explain. Um, I do want to remind people about your websites and the kinds of workshops you give. So it's GinaOgden.com, G-I-N-A-O-G-D-E-N.com, and IsisNetwork.org. That's I-S-I-S Network.org. And I know you teach at Esalen in California, right there on the coast, most one of the more beautiful spots in the world. I do. And- I decided only to teach in places that are so beautiful that I never want to leave. So. <laughs> and then you have to leave anyway. <laughs> I will be at Esalen. Um, okay, and then the you do teleseminars also. Yeah, you do programs over the phone that people don't have to travel for as well, correct? I do. I do teleseminars. It will all be on, on both of my websites. Okay, excellent. My schedule so people... and the schedule of other people teaching this okay. process. Great. So you can, on her websites that I just read, you can learn about Gina's schedule and you can also get access to other therapists who do um, work based on uh, this ISIS wheel on the kind of uh, sexual flow that Gina is talking about. So 
we just have another minute or so left, but I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say to women or men who are older and that the partner, the male partner is having difficulty with erections and that seems to be the focus of their sexual challenges at that time? Well, again, I would invite them to consider the entire wheel. I would also send them, in all of my books, I have um, an outline of what I call the extra genital matrix. And I would invite them to understand that the body has many, 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 many erogenous zones and that we need to sometimes branch out, expand ourselves beyond just the genitals, that there is richness all through our bodies. Our skin is our largest organ. And yes, and don't let a flaccid penis keep zone. you from having great sex because there's so much more to it. <laughs> yes. So, Gina, uh, we're going to have to end this wonderful conversation, I'm afraid. Our, our time is up. But I want to thank you so much for being here. Well, it's wonderful to be with you again, Ellen. You go way back with me. Yes, we do. So, I want to thank all of you for listening to Ecstatic. This is Ellen Etoff with Gina Ogden in support of you having an erotic, ecstatic love life. We hope you've learned from and enjoyed the show today. Join us again for another stimulating hour of Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life with your host, Ellen Etoff, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, enjoy the best sex of your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 